Hi and welcome to New Nintendo Podcast XL. I'm your host, uh, Brandon Smith. And today with me, I have a very special uh, guest. It's a longtime uh, friend of mine and a very, very special person. Why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself? I'm a special person. I get the title of special person. Fuck. What do you mean, fuck? <laughs> I mean, people could take that the wrong way. No, why? Why are you saying "special" is like a derogatory statement about no, somebody? I, no, I mean I just are don't you know. calling me mentally handicapped, Brandon? No, absolutely not. I would never do that. Okay, well, like I took "special" as something sweet. I thought you were just being yeah, nice. I was being nice. All right, we're boring your people at this point. Okay. My name is Amante Douglas. Hello, I am Amante Douglas. Hi, and uh, I've been knowing Amante Douglas for over half my life. You know, I'm going on thirty. And I'm pretty sure I've been knowing him since I was six. So, oh, geez, like, goddamn, we're sold. Can yeah. we swear on this show? Yeah, it's ex- yeah, we can. Swear Hell on yeah, show. yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. I like swearing. Um, so today we're gonna talk about uh Undertale, a very uh very special game that's uh become uh very important in in my life, and then I well, I mean, I would dare to say, has it become pretty pretty important in your life in your life too amante yeah so um undertale ba- so like i got into i got into the undertale fandom like way way late because the mm. game came out in like 2015 and i bought it the year after it came out because it went on sale uh on steam for like something like ridiculously cheap literally like three or four dollars okay and I bought it and I just let it sit for, you know, another two years or whatever. And I had some time at the end of the year uh, because of uh, the New Year's break at work. And uh, I just sat down and I played it beginning to end twice. And I fell completely and utterly in love with the game. So much so, in fact, that since... Uh, since playing it, I think my purchase count for it, including a second version that I purchased for myself, mm-hmm. uh, totals 12 copies. Oh my God. I first, so I, I, I was feeling particularly generous. Okay. And basically after, after I had played the game, I, I, I couldn't shut up about it. I, like, I, I got what everybody else got about it. Uh, it is a the the narrative runs so deep and does something so interesting with itself that i i needed other people to see what i saw in it so every single person who had it on my steam friends list i just rattled off a copy to uh because it was three dollars anyway uh on christmas sale again um so i just purchased it for everyone i paid full price for it twice I gave one person a switch code for it, and then I purchased for myself the uh, ignorantly expensive fan gamer uh, collector's edition version because I'm a fucking mark. I honestly see that's the thing is though like um, I would and I actually do plan on buying a physical copy of of Undertale as well as like Celeste and a couple other uh, games that I've already bought. Um, so I I completely un- understand that. Um, so just to kind of explain a little bit what Undertale is for people who don't know, which, I mean, at this point, I would hope that just about everybody would know. But if you don't know, um, on the surface, 
Uh, Undertale uh, is a game that, made by Toby Fox. He pretty much did uh, most everything in the game. Uh, you know, designed it uh, in Game Maker Studio. Uh, made the music. Uh, just about everything that was made in that game, he he pretty much did himself with the uh, with the help of some friends along the way. But the bulk of the work was him. Uh, he made it. Uh, kickstarted it in 2015. Uh, came out on uh, PC and Mac, and then Linux, and then PS4, and then finally Switch. I personally had uh, my experience with Undertale was that you know this was around the time in 2015 I was still on Tumblr like quite a bit. Um, so I would just like see people constantly talk about this game, like just constantly. Like I feel like I I couldn't <laughs> escape. I could not escape Undertale. Like and I I to this day I'm I'm not a huge like you know pc like mac like steam like person like i don't i don't really play games that way that's just not how that's just not for me uh but i i mean i of course i don't judge people that, that do um but then once i found out that it was coming to switch i was just like okay all right i'm gonna get this game and at that point i had already watched a couple let's plays of it um and so i i i thought i i knew the the story but but really i nope. didn't no nope. really no nope. it's it's one thing <laughs> no it's, it's one thing to watch people play it's a whole yeah. whole other thing to uh to to just basically to play it to sit down and, and, and sure. play it yourself. It's um, really funny. So like whenever I actually uh, one of, one of the things that kind of sold me on playing the game to begin with is that one of the end of year games for or end of end of a uh, end of event games for one of the games done quick events was Undertale. And I watched through I, I don't know if they played through all three modes, mm -hmm. but somewhere in between like both of those events, I had actually seen the end of both games. So or like both uh, the uh, the uh, the genocide route and the pass true pacifist route. Mm -hmm. I've I, I'd actually seen them. But I intend I knew I was going to play the game. So I intentionally like distracted myself as much as possible to avoid like really seeing anything so like i actually saw which is like maybe like uh, okay well uh should we put like a spoiler? all right yeah <laughs> yep. okay so just a quick heads up uh yeah major spoilers again this game's been out over over three years now um so if you honestly if you haven't played it um it's on basically just about everything at this point so just 15 bucks if it's not on if it's not on sale you know purchase it but yeah but from this point on we're we're talking spoilers so uh so anyway yeah i actually saw um azrael dreamer in the true pacifist playthrough uh at, during one of the speedrunner events but because Azrael in his like you know final god form or whatever looks basically just like Toriel, mm -hmm. I thought that the end of the game boss was just Toriel, and that like something about the fact that you did not you know harm her ended up like she had like some kind of heel turn or something like that at the end of the game. Yeah. So like I, I I did I I'm glad that for whatever reason I was not looking at the computer monitor whenever he turns around, you know, like flowery becomes Azrael. And it's, uh, that's that moment was such like a, I, 
I, I feel like such like a geek for for like getting wrapped up in those parts of the story because that's like the kind of thing that everybody gets worked up about. But the game is so drenched in fucking melodrama and like it play it, it plays out like a really dramatic anime, basically. Yeah. Like so if you just really enjoy like super, super um self-aware uh comedic anime uh you're already in like the predisposed you okay honestly if you're in that demographic you've already played through undertale like 40 times anyway but if for some reason you haven't like it's for you man (laughs) it's for you Mm -hmm. and if you've ever owned or wanted to own a copy of earthbound yeah, basically. So, like, so, so to give a little more context on 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 Earthbound, it's just so Toby Fox. Um, uh, growing up, he was a part of like an Earthbound forum, and he would make a lot of uh, uh, kind of like ROM hacks and stuff, and so that kind of where the the inspiration of of Undertale kind of came from. So, there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of Earthbound uh, love put into this game, and I kind of want to talk about the the overall story. And so basically the the premise is is uh you are a fallen human who has fallen into the underground and uh well the first person you meet is uh a a, a flower and uh everything seems all nice and friendly and then quickly takes a very weird turn um and then how you uh Basically, from that point on, you kind of route the game. Uh, there's kind of, I guess, two kind of main ways that you would do it. Uh, uh, basically, it's like true pacifist and, and, and genocide. Uh, the neutral route uh, is more t- where you would, uh, maybe you would accidentally kill somebody and then you wouldn't kill in- anybody. Um, but what's so kind of, I think, special about this game is um, you don't have to kill anybody. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's fucking great. It's just this this idea, this RPG where it's like, hey, you don't have to kill anybody. Yeah, the game is going to be a little bit harder with these like kind of bullet hell style like dodging mechanics that you have to do with uh, each person that you fight. But like you can just you can spare people. Um, and so I kind of want to talk to you like that moment where you realized, oh, hey, you know, this isn't like a typical RPG, you know, like I guess how did you feel? Um, when you were when you were just like, oh shit, like I can I can spare these these characters if I want to. I don't I'm I don't have to kill anybody. So um, initially, whenever I played the game, uh, I didn't. Uh, so I actually knew about the mechanics. It's advertised everywhere, and it's talked about at this point that the that the game has a a method where wherein you don't have to fight anyone. So that was known to me before I started playing. Also, like it's it's in basically all the advertisement pieces. It's literally I'm like I'm looking at the back of the switch box, mm-hmm. and the back of the switch box literally says the friendly RPG where nobody has to die. Um, so uh, I knew about all of that, but. Um, and like i guess to talk about like my first experience playing through i couldn't figure out how like i didn't understand the flow of the game yet and like it's very intentional how the game actually like treats you whenever it's walking you through this i think most people are led to fight and kill toriel the first time you play because she's being stubborn she's trying to block your path she knows what happens whenever you leave and go out into uh the underground 
and she doesn't want you to leave. So she's really stubborn in her uh, in her uh, pacifist mode, like where you're attempting to talk with her because nothing she says is reasonable. Like she intentionally uh, dismisses all of your your act functions, and uh, it's it doesn't lead you to believe that there really is an option to to not kill her. But there is. And so it's one of those things where, like, I didn't fully understand how to, like, how to actually walk through the 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 uh, act function the first time. So I actually I killed her. Uh, but yeah. whoa. Uh, yeah, which which sucked because I didn't want to. I was I, I was trying mm-hmm. to figure out how not to. And really, uh, to explain that further, uh, basically, some people are just like a like a force of will conversation where you just keep giving them mercy or you keep acting and doing whatever act function they have until they stop attacking you and they give up uh, because everybody will eventually um, with the, with one exception, uh, there is one person you have to fight. I know he said like the, with the, the fighting combat, you know, like when you, when you act and you know, you, you try to spare the, uh, the people that you're fighting when you're fighting Muffets, um, you can give her instead of fighting her, you can give her um, one of the uh, items you bought from the spider bake sale <clears throat> and she will like, she'll be like, all right, fight's over. Um, so it's like, I don't know, just like certain aspects of the game where it's like, there's no necessarily wrong way to fight or spare <clears throat> somebody, but like there's these like added little touches. It's like, you know, like I know with, uh, with Asgore, you know, you do have to fight him, but um, I think it, if you bring along that, uh, like, butterscotch, like, cinnamon thing that uh, Toriel bakes for you at the beginning, if you bring that to the fight, I think that, like, that has an effect on me. It, like, lowers his defense or his attack. Something I can't quite yeah. remember, but it's just, like... I don't, I don't remember either, but I think you eat it, and it heals you, like, full health, and whenever he <laughs> sees you eat it, it, like, affects his stats. Like, it drops all of them. Yeah. Um, but no, so something I was going to say, so basically the first person I actually, um, gave mercy to was Papyrus and the game basically like they walk you into not killing Papyrus. It's like, it's, it's pretty obvious. You have to go out of your way to kill Mm, Papyrus yeah, Uh, because the game dialogue teaches you about like the, like the bullet hell mechanics. Yeah. Some for people who haven't played. There's uh, a box that sits in the center of the screen whenever the enemy is attacking you. And there are white objects that move that will deal you damage in a variety of ways. There are some that are blue, and blue means you don't move. And then later on in the game, there are orange objects that mean you do move. And if you do the function that it's required based on its color-coded nature, you will not be damaged by them. So if a blue object is coming at you and you don't move in the box, you don't take any damage. And if a orange object is coming at you and you move into it or away from it and it just you know swipes by you because it's moving faster... You, uh, you also don't take any damage. But anyway, uh, so the game kind of walks you through the, the blue mechanic. Mm-hmm. And um, 
after afterwards papyrus gets tuckered out and also at this point like i'm already so like deep in like the the papyrus like camp uh, Papyrus was my first favorite character until I met Undine, and I think Undine is my favorite character in the game. I can't really decide. Um, but uh, his uh, persistence in like making uh, puzzles that the game like it's like really really easy to solve all of his puzzles. Um, and but his insistence and in doing that over and over again, and like the one on the bridge where he has like all of these things set up, but none of them have worked before. So it's like kind of obvious that these aren't going to work either. And he's just like, eh, I don't really feel like killing you today, man. We'll just yeah. Fight later. I I love that he <laughs> like I love that he's like he asks if you if you eat if you have eaten the spaghetti. Uh, yeah, and like, <laughs> just that that whole sequence. Um, it's just so funny to me. Like, I don't know, there was, there were genuine, like, moments in this game. You can't just say, uh, you can't, <laughs> you can't just say it was really funny whenever he asks if you ate the spaghetti and just, like, leave that cold. That Listen, a, I, okay, I, cool. I know we're talking about spoilers. I don't want to give every single de- little detail away, but I just, there are just some I'm moments. Just saying that sounds really weird out of context. <laughs> uh, and somebody coming into that. Well, without the dogs, hey, is really funny. By the way, whatever. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's all good. Um, I uh, just I don't know. There was just some moments in the game that were just so genuinely funny that just made me laugh out loud. That it, I, I don't know. Just I I want to like just the overall like writing that that Toby Fox did in this game is just is phenomenal. Yeah. So we'll just uh we'll get into it. Just like I guess ov- overall in the, as far as the story goes, like I guess what was your uh, sort of just, I guess, your favorite part about the uh, story before I kind of get into the uh, the whole pacifist versus uh, genocide route. The thing that I liked the most about the story was that it did something beyond what a normal video game does, where there are plenty of games and comics and movies and media in general that are self-aware that know what they are. And Undertale is one of those things. So it is, it's like meta and self-referential and stuff like that. But the thing that I liked so much about the game is that the game uses a function of playing a game as a story narrative piece. So, um, the the fact that resetting and i say that with you know quotations around it is a part of the game like it's a power that ca- certain characters in the universe of undertale have and that that is a part of what informs this story is so fucking cool it's insane so it's like, like so like whenever you're a kid and you you were like playing like Pokemon or something like that. You would always kind of like put yourself in that universe just a little bit, you know, because they are role playing games. So you name your character your name or whatever, and you put a little bit of yourself in there, and you and you fashion these characters as much as the game will allow yeah. after yourself. So whenever it, that that like inherently like just invests you in the story. But whenever you find out essentially that you've been playing like, quote unquote, you've been playing this game or whatever over and over and over again in the narrative of the story and that or rather, I guess, really. You haven't yet the first time you that's this. This is the fucking the web of bullshit that this game weaves. So the first time you play the game, 
is the first time that Flowery can't reset the universe. So Flowery is Azrael. Everybody knows that who's played the game. And uh, Flowery has been gifted the uh, ability to reset. So Flowery has been living in the same like span of a couple years in this universe. And whenever he gets bored and does everything that he can do in the underground, he can't leave it because of the barrier. He just resets and does something different. And he's done everything. And he's so bored that he's just tormenting everyone. And the first time you land in the under uh, in the underground, you stop his ability to reset uh, your ability, your determination uh, stops him from being able to reset. You are now the person who can reset. Mm -hmm. So whenever you play the game through to completion, there is a moment where he says, hey, listen, the story doesn't have to end this way. You you beat him. He's the final boss the first go around uh, if you're going through the neutral route. And you he convinces you, hey, listen, maybe you should play through the game and not harm anybody this time. Like, just see if you can make it through the game that way. Go ahead and reset. He encourages you to do that. He tells you how to. So you go, oh, okay, I'll, yeah, I'm going to play it again. Why not? Like, it, the game is only eight hours, and it respects your time so much mm -hmm. that your second playthrough, you can just burn through in, like, you know, four or five. Yeah, and I, I love that in, um, so in that you normally most of the time when you play it the first run go go through it's going to be the neutral route um depending yeah. on what you do on that neutral route like if you kill some people but don't kill all people um there are slight variations on, yeah, on the, the dialogue end. yeah in the di in the ending dialogue and just on on the ending in general um so and it's i don't know i just i love that there's just like every little thing you do affects that and I think it's just I think it's wonderful, right? The then, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, but then it it, it you know Fla uh, Flowey comes in and is just like, okay, hey, why? Like you said, why don't you go back and maybe try to not kill anybody this time and see how what happens there? Yeah, and basically the reason why I enjoyed that component so much that that ending or whatever was because it was all a ploy. Whenever you play through the true pacifist route, you find out that Flowery is Azrael and that he's attempting to break the barrier and leave uh, because that's the one thing he's not been able to do. But he needed you there first to do it. And um, through the course of the game, you also find out that it does take a monster soul and a human soul in order to leave. So Flowery wants to take all of them so that nobody else gets to enjoy the experience of living above ground and he can walk alone essentially. And um, so for the game to coax you into a different way of playing, but for that to also be a part of the story is so fucking clever that uh, I don't know. Like I was just, I was taken aback by that. I was like, the game tricked me mm -hmm. in a way where it was talking about itself, but also it was talking about the narrative yeah. and like, that was just incredible. Yeah. Uh, it, Cause spoilers like, yeah, flowery, you know, takes all the human or all the monster souls or whatever. And you know, 
that's how he turns into his like you know god form Azrael or whatever yeah and, and as Azrael uh just that final fight uh with the the music the hope hopes and dreams music playing in the back it's just uh, it's so it's fucking so good i don't know just good that that moment is such a like pivotal just moment in the whole entire game of just like of just like holy sh- it's like holy shit um something I've like since I've I'm like a month and a half deep on playing this game I guess and since I started playing it uh I've listened to hopes and dreams probably like once a day every day and that shit makes me feel like I'm doing something with my life <laughs> like I I get into it man like I'll be driving to work in the morning or whatever uh-huh. and the violence like mm mm I'll <laughs> be weaving in in and out between cars like i'm playing f-zero gx or whatever yeah and when a fucking guitar shred just comes in uh it's that song is fucking perfect oh it's 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 phenomenal um so uh basically what we've been describing for the most part is we we talk about the neutral route and the, the true pacifist route basically it's where you know you either uh, t- neutral is basically you kill some people or you kill nobody but maybe you missed uh you missed going on a date with Papyrus or uh, doing uh, cooking lessons uh, at a, a Undyne's house, um, you know. But you do these um, fl- uh, flowery um, at the end of the neutral route. If you miss that stuff, he'll he'll tell you to go back and do that stuff. Uh, and then once you do it, you know, like like Amante was saying, it kicks off the you know true pacifist uh, route. You actually there's this whole uh, true lab uh, section that you do. Uh, in the hotlands area that's like so fucking cool um as well as you see um undying and um shit what is her name alphonse yeah. or alphys 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 uh they go on, oh, they, i said alphonse yeah uh they go on that they go on that date and then um they ask, uh... you, they ask you if anime is real and i i said absolutely i said yeah. of course 100 percent. there's no way I um, so but that's like you know, and then the game ends on a very very chill for, cheerful note. Once you kind of uh, de- quote unquote defeat uh Azriel, uh basically you can kind of walk back through the whole entire game. And when you go all the way back to the very beginning, uh Azriel like as he truly was like as a kid is there, um, and he kind of tells you um this whole story about a human that be- that fell before. Um, which spoiler alert, I'm pretty sure it's Chara. Um, do you say Chara? Yeah. It's either- I always call I always called him Kara. I mean, it could be Kara. It could be Chara. I don't know. I've heard it. I've Dude. heard it. I've heard it. Here's the thing. I've heard it both ways. Do you want to know why I called him Kara? No. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I mean, what's, uh, yeah. So it, my assumption was that since all of the people, so, uh, to give a little bit of context, Asgore has been collecting the souls of the humans that have fallen. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't even really explain like the premise of the game. There's like a barrier. It, that's we're bad podcasters. Uh, uh, nah, the premise fine. of the game is that there you fall in this the this world at the top of a mountain. Like there's a top there's a hole at the top of a mountain. You fall in the mountain and you can't get back out. Um, and there's a barrier. Uh, protecting the outside world from what's inside the mountain. And all the monsters are stuck in there. They all want out. 
and you have to get out because you have a life outside the mountain and you want to get back to it. Um, so in order to do that, the monsters need to collect souls of humans uh, because there was some there's there's like a ton of fucking backstory to the game. Uh, but essentially, the barrier was put up to protect the two worlds from one another. And uh, Asgore needs to collect the souls of humans in order to break the barrier. And he's got six, and he needs one more. Yours is that one more. Mm-hmm. So that's the relevance there. So Kara was the first person to fall into uh, the underground. And... Uh, my assumption is that each person that fell into the uh, the world of Undertale was just another player character. And it's a player character whose story we don't know. And all of them presumably had some kind of like neutralish name or something like that, or, you know, placeholder name. And Kara always just seemed like it was short for character. Okay. Like, okay. Plain character. Uh, because the game doesn't assign like gender or uh any kind of like pronoun or anything to your character they're completely blanks slates or whatever so i thought kara being uh the name for it or whatever was a way to just you know put in a short you know like what five care six character yeah. five character letter or five character name I- for a blank person who just you know, started the game and didn't pick their name yeah. or whatever. Like, I, whatever. I, I put in I put in Bud as as mine. <laughs> Bud yeah. Wizard. I put in my name. I, I put in my I, I was playing through the first time as as myself. Yeah. My I was I was Bud. And then I like I like that it's like so towards the end of the the true pacifist routes, they're like, oh wait, Bud's not your name. Like it's it's Frisk. Um so man, like that's like the true name uh of the act of the character that you're playing. But it's just the whole time uh the character my my theory about the name is that uh like you said like uh like kara like the name is uh the of the name is whatever you put in and so like the first human to to fall was was kara presumably uh mm-hmm. so maybe they recognize you as that character because in what kind of like for me kind of uh i guess quote unquote proves that theory a little bit is just like uh when you talk to Asriel like at the end of the game he like kind of explains like oh you know well I used to you know hang out with uh with your character name whoever whichever the character name is whether it be Kara or because my in my Bud and so it was just like he was like you know what Bud actually wasn't that great of a person. And so on the flip side you could be after you do all this stuff, you know, you beat Undertale, um, True Pacifist, uh, you load up the game again, and, and uh, Flowey's just like, hey, you did everything. Like, why would you... He was like, you can true reset if you want, but, like, I don't understand. Like, why don't you just leave things, like, the way that they are? And then... Did you notice after you do that, by the way? So, like, you know how whenever you're playing through True Pacifist, how all of your, your buddies that you're playing or that you like you make friends with slowly appear in your in your start menu. Mm-hmm. Do you know about this? Yeah. Okay. So, you know if you restart after you've saved before the end of the game, uh 
uh, all of those characters are gone again. <laughs> oh, man. Like, the game is intentionally trying to tell you, like, hey, this is what you're going back to if you if you, you do the true mm-hmm. reset. Don't do it. Like, it's trying to encourage you to just pick it up, play it, and put it down. Yeah, just like... Uh, but they made a good game, so, so it's really hard to put down. And so, so here's the thing. So it's like, well... And then you get curious, and you're like, well, what, what would happen if I if I killed everything. And so, and then, so then you, you, you start the painful process. And, and I do, I, I do mean it, it is painful. It's the painful process of the, uh, uh, the no mercy slash genocide route. Um, and so basically, you know, you start at the game, it's starts normal. And then, you know, you do what you would normally do in an RPG, uh, in, in, in the first starting area, which is called the ruins. Uh, you know, you start grinding, you know, kill the enemies that show up. Uh, seems all pretty normal. Uh, but then when you go to save, uh, there is a red counter that says, uh, you know, certain number left. And it's telling you how many enemies are left in the area. Um, and then uh, once you kill all the enemies in the area, uh, when the, the battle, like, pop-up shows up, it'll say but nobody came. And then there's just like the music's just gone. The music's just gone. And like, keep in mind, you know, you've already played this game, you know, as, as a true pacifist, you haven't killed anybody. You know, you saved all your friends. You got to really know these characters. And then you go back and you fucking kill them all. And I want to meet the psychopath. I want to meet the completely fucking deranged, sociopath who on their first playthrough goes the genocide route. I want to talk to that person because they have to be the worst human being on the planet. They would have to actually be a sociopath mm-hmm. to fucking kill everybody on their first round. But there's got to be somebody out there that didn't know it or yeah, or they, maybe they just played the game as 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 uh, a normal, you know, uh like a normal uh RPG. RPG, like because here's the thing. It so set, like it sets itself up as as that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the weird, really weird thing about that is that the longer you play in a specific area, so like the ruins, for example, uh, the longer you play in that area, the the less spawns happen. So uh, you're just going through this RPG like with a like a normal mentality where you're attempting to grind for, you know, a few minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. but it actually becomes like ridiculously hard to find an encounter because you're decimating these these people and uh I say people, they're monsters, but they're people. Yeah. And uh the game does everything it can possibly do to endear you to them and their plight. Uh, but, um, no, so you actually do have to go out of your way to do the genocide route, you know what I'm saying? And and the game is fucking miserable whenever you're doing that, and I actually enjoy that it makes you feel bad about it, because you fucking should. Oh, yeah. It's wrong. It's mean to be doing the things that you're doing, so when, like, you get to the part where you fight Un- Undyne. I always say Undine, by the way. I played th- I played this video game called Monster Rancher, uh-huh. and the 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 anime for that 
uh, always it had a character in it, and her name was Undine, and all the characters pronounced her name that way. Mm-hmm. And I know it's Undine. I know that that's how her name is pronounced. Okay, but Undine is just stuck in my head. Sure. Uh, but anyway, uh, the part where you fight uh, Undine, the Undying, uh, feels like part one of your punishment for for doing what you have done up to this point or whatever oh absolutely and just like the the whole the game itself like never mind the fact that it like makes you feel bad and you will feel bad like unless you have no feelings uh you just you'll feel bad it just feels it's also uh it's a fucking chore it's a goddamn chore and uh you know especially that you're still fucked up and happy to do yeah because you want to know you want to know, um, and like, it's so there's some there's some crazy ass dialogue um, that um, that you deal with 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 Flowey in the in the mid, towards the end of of the run. You know, you run into Flowey, and he says, you know, you know, uh, at least you you have the gall to do this. You know, you're not like some sicko like just watching this. And he's basically just you know like taunting people who like watch let let's plays and stuff. But I just thought it was just like, sure, yeah, so like. And it's so funny that the game reference mm-hmm. references like things like outside of it. It references culture, which I I watched a really cool video on this actually, and uh, the like there is actually like a theory. Sorry, we're just gonna I'm just gonna go off on a tangent, I guess. Okay, uh, that's fine. Uh, but there is a. Uh, like people have made so many like fan theory videos about like various points of undertale and like what it's supposed to really be about and stuff like that. And somebody had the really astute observation that the game is essentially about like fandom and how like people, uh, should handle like the enjoyment of a thing. And, uh, what happens whenever you kind of like run that into the ground and what it becomes whenever it's uh whenever it's abused and the uh the genocide route of the game is like what happens whenever you've just like ran this thing into the ground which i feel like that's what i'm fucking doing with undertale so i need to stop playing the fucking game but basically they're trying to teach you to like have some fucking temperance about the things that you enjoy and whenever you're done like give yourself a little bit of fucking brevity and just like let something be leave it alone and, and just enjoy the experience like a like a good meal like like undertale essentially is a delicious piece of cake and you will never oh god damn it i just made the fucking like the cake is a lie type bullshit man oh my god like <laughs> Uh, uh, I hate that I reference some other stupid like nerdy thing or whatever. No, it's fine. I'm gonna keep that in though. No, do. Uh, but um, no, that is, like Undertale is a delicious piece of cake, and uh, it's one you've you've made yourself because you're invested in the story. So as you're taking it in, you're enjoying each delicious bite of this story as you're as you're going through it, and. After you're done, you're done. You had that delicious cake, and it'll be so good that you will be like, guys, you've got to fucking try this type of cake. It's fucking great. Try the cake. Eat the fucking cake. But 
if you ever try to go back and have that fucking cake again, it won't be as good. It just won't be as good as that first time. And that's essentially what Undertale is trying to teach you because the story, while it changes and it remembers stuff that you did the last time that you played or whatever, it won't, the experience is done. You already had it. And the only thing you can do is like ruin it essentially by running it into the ground and playing the genocide route. And afterwards you won't be satisfied with the outcome because you know what happens. Everybody's dead and you get to meet this fucking psychotic version of yourself that, you know, has explored the game before you, before you started playing it, which that's a whole other fucking web of horseshit. Yeah. And so, so here's the thing. You know, say, you know, say you, you do the genocide route and you finish it, you know, and then you play through the game again and you do a true pacifist route, it will be forever changed. Forever. You know, um, you, there is a, uh, at the end of, of the true pacifist route, you know, there is uh, two endings you essentially can do. You can either uh, elect to stay with a Toriel or you can go back into the world um so if you stay you know she she bakes you some more of that that butterscotch pie you know um it shows a, a shot, yeah. it, it shows uh, a shot of you in in your room uh but the difference after the genocide route is uh your eyes flash red and you look like you look like uh like Kara. <laughs> Uh, and then, or if you do the other ending where you decide to leave, uh, they show a picture at the end of, like, you with, like, all your friends, you know, like, Undyne, Sans, everyone's there, except all their faces get X'd out, and then your face is, uh, Chara again. So, it's, like, the only way that you can, like, wipe, you, you basically just have to wipe the game clean from your computer or, or, like, from your Switch or whatever. You basically just have to just delete it. Delete all your saves. Delete everything. If uh, if you want to pure like the pure experience again, um, you like you just have to wipe it all away, uh, which means that everything you did just didn't even fucking matter because you wiped it all away just because you just want to try to get that pure experience again. But you know that's 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 one thing I just I love about this game so much is just basically everything you do the game fuck like you said it fucking remembers, um. So, I love that, that you just no sold me on the really like aggressive. Banner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but yeah, that's like a cursory, like basic understanding of like the story and like kind of how like Dude, the game. We like, did. Makes... We did absolutely nothing to explain the story to anybody. Hey, well, we're see, I, we're that's talking the thing to it. We're probably talking to an audience that already has played the game, if if anybody at all. Like, uh, so I don't feel like we owe anybody the like justice of telling like a completely uh, like well thought out, well explained, uh, well pathed. Uh, oh no, absolutely you know, not. Walk through the narrative, but that's that's the that's kind of the beauty of the game too. Is that there are so many ways in which it can be played. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like even though essentially there's like only three ways to end the game, um, it somehow manages to do what most games like fumble at doing. Like mm-hmm. the I think like the most obvious answer is something like Mass Effect, where um, 
your save file continued through three games. And there were actual components of the story where what you did in a previous game like had some kind of storyline effect in another one. Yeah. And uh, the game would remember something you did in the other one. Um, like most notably were like the relationships and stuff that you would go, that you would form with people like romantic ones and otherwise um, they would remember those and you, they would reference conversations that you had and they would actually remember specific selections of dialogue and stuff like that. There's also like a, like a whole species of, of alien that you can just like erase from like, you know, existence or whatever. Like all of them are gathered on one planet and you can just, you know, you can, hit the eject button and they're all dead. Um, and that, that actually does come into effect in like the third game. Like you, you pay for the, the, the record, your, the decision comes to a reckoning. Um, but ultimately that game fucked up whenever, uh, the, the ending, uh, came to a head because it was, all, all three of the endings were basically the same. And so many games struggle with that. And if you wanted to play Undertale and just end at the true or at the, at the neutral ending, yeah. that would still be an ending. Yeah, you wouldn't exactly. have to, I have a friend that's never played any other version of the game. She was completely satisfied by the, the neutral ending. And she was like, Oh, okay. That was, that was a cool game. And that's it for her. But like, it's so cool that playing, the game different ways matters yeah and playing the game different ways informs a, an entirely different part of the lore of its itself mm -hmm. you learn something completely different whenever you play through the game and in different ways you learn about the like you learn about the why asgore is uh killing humans in the neutral route you learn all about azrael in the true pacifist route and you learn about flowery uh flowery's existence uh since he became flowery azrael became flowery yeah um and you learn about kara whenever you are playing through the genocide route the genocide and it's route, like yeah and all of those pieces feed this like huge like expansive lore that you can just dig into as much as you want to and like i don't know i just dig games like that oh absolutely um so not even uh so the story is just is one one piece of the of the whole undertale puzzle uh you know i kind of want to talk about uh, about the music in the game and just like uh you were gonna segue into that so long ago and i just completely cut you off um uh so uh yeah no let's talk about the music in the game and just so music was mostly uh composed uh pretty much all by by toby fox uh he is especially uh the song megalovania has appeared in uh most of his other works including uh he included in in, uh, in homestuck uh but uh it's, yeah so as far as the music goes just like man when I when I heard some of this music for the first time, I was just like, "Holy shit, is that so fucking good?" Um, one one song that sticks out to mind uh, for me specifically is the uh, the music when you fight uh, Metaton. Uh, just that that and then it's just like, oh, it's so fucking good. It's like, just have you ever have you ever played a Persona game? Uh, no, I haven't. 
I Man, want to. Listen, listen. Play Persona. Persona is literally filled with music that just sounds like Metaton's music. You will fucking love uh, Persona 3 specifically. I feel like more so has more of the funky tunes. Uh-huh. Uh, but you'll just dig with those games, man. They're all they all have like ridiculous ass Japanese jazz and funk tunes okay. and like they lean into that shit so heavily in the cheese department uh-huh. that it's just like it's so hard not to like love the the music you'll 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 love persona oh definitely um yeah, i definitely would have to check it out uh, but on the flip side um when you fight uh photoshop flowey uh towards the end of the 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 is that the, the name of that flowey yeah it's it's called it's literally it's called Flo- uh photoshop flowey and that music this music's just like this crazy ass like drum and bass like fast like in your face like just ah it's like that's, it's that's it, the it's kind it. of shit that I love man like it's industrial music yeah that is it that is informed by the 90s which is an era where 2d games reign supreme and like obviously every part of this game is just like completely drenched and like 90s video game nostalgia so like to have this like weird uh like uh like dark techno song be like the final boss music of like the neutral route uh-huh. it, it was incredibly appropriate i i the thing about uh, about that fight too is that like so like with that that photoshop flower he's like he is like so, most of the fights, most of the characters there, it's uh, they're in black and white when you when you see him uh, on the you know the the fight screen, if if you will. Uh, but with that, he's like all in color and like and kind of like in three D and just uh, I I don't know that that whole fight sequence is I don't know I love the music in that. Um, and then, I started laughing whenever he was coming down the stage for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I started playing, I was like, oh. This is a final boss fight. It's like, it reminds me of, uh, have you ever beaten Mega Man X before? No, but I actually do plan on, on playing it. I have it on the, the classic, so, I mean, it's, okay, it's there so for me to play. I'm just going to, I'm going to spoil a part of the, the Mega Man X for you. I'm sorry. That's, that's okay. It's an over 25 year old game. Yes. Uh, well, when did that game come out? 1990? Yeah, like 1990. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up there in age. Okay. Uh, actually, I think it's 92. Like, I'm literally trying... Like, I've played Mega Man X, like, one trillion times. It is my example for, like, what a perfect video game feels like. Uh-huh. Uh, which I'll draw a comparison, by the way, after after I go off on this tangent. But, um... So, the final boss of Mega Man X, you, uh, You're fighting Sigma, and he fights with, like, a laser sword, and he's jumping all around. And, uh... You, uh... You defeat him and he blows up and all that's left is his head and his head rises into the background and the thing that you've been like looking at in the background is actually like the entire back of the stage is just this like giant mobile suit and the entire stage becomes the boss like the entire area like the fight room that you're in uh is the boss and Whenever Flowery is dropping into the stage and his body essentially takes up the entire background of it, it just reminded me of that because it was this it's the same drama, it's the same melodrama. Uh, the music that's playing in the background during the Meg- Mega Man X final boss fight is this dun 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 
And I'm going to sound like such a geek to anybody fucking listening to this shit. But yeah, that's, it's the same thing that's happening in that, yeah. in that flowery fight. It's like, bah, bah, bah. and the game's just drenched in like nineties video game nostalgia. And I just, I love that. So to talk about, go ahead. Sorry. No, no you go ahead. I was just going to say like, you know, uh, not to cut you off, I was just going to ask you, like, besides, like, you know, the, those, like, music examples, you know, with the boss fight, I guess what, I guess what other music uh, in the game were you, like, kind of a big fan of? Uh, so, my favorite song in Undertale is probably Fallen Down, the, the reprisal, uh-huh. uh, just because it's, like, an extended version of it. But there is something, like, there's something super, like, it like that that song just like waxes itself in fucking melodrama and uh or um, melodrama might not be the right word i i feel like i've overused that but it's um it's uh it's melancholy melancholy is the word i'm really looking for it's a very melancholy song cuz it's like this la da 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 la da 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 dun da dun da 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 it like it like it's like it creates this sense of like worry but there's like a safety in it at the same time where like you're about to explore this like the bass tones are like informing you that like this world is fucking weird but you've got this like nice goat mom lady uh, who's gonna like walk you through it and maybe things aren't so scary you know they're they're mostly gonna be okay yeah. and realistically it just it feels like it feels like the beginning of like some kind of like fairy tale video game which actually like i don't know that that genre like that the, like those kinds of um uh tropes have been like really like fully explored in video games I'm, there's if you have any kind of fan base they're just gonna shoot me with like 30 million like <laughs> examples of fairy tales in video games but like i don't know yeah uh, i i mean i guess you could you could say like like 30 percent of the final fantasy series is like just that but anyway yeah no um that's 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 my favorite song uh on the soundtrack is falling down i think i think it's it's a tough call between that and hopes and dream okay and, oh, yeah i was gonna say because you you really you're really talking up hopes and dreams. oh i love hopes and dreams so fucking much that song fucking rocks god damn i'll tell you like a thing that i wish was longer so that it was a was a cooler song first of all i also yeah. love uh papyrus's or whatever i yeah. love the song i love i love when you when you find him it's the, the bone bone trousel bone trousel is great yeah, yeah. it's so fucking good uh, yeah, with, the, the, with the drums and stuff the uh the song that um i wish was longer is the burn and despair the uh, just because that reminds me of music from uh, Donkey Kong Country. Okay. It sounds like some of like the later boss music and like the industrial areas of uh-huh. like Donkey Kong Country and Donkey Kong Country too. And like that shit was so fucking cool and intimidating as a kid. Yeah. And like created this sense of like 
actual fear that I was about to get my ass beat by a video game. And like, mm. I don't, I don't know, like I, I don't feel that anymore as a, as a, as an adult or whatever, yeah. but as a kid, like games were intimidating sometimes and you were, you were kind of sucked into the music more as a kid or whatever, or you, you allowed yourself to be informed about the emotions that you were supposed to be having. Um, based on the music that was playing. And I think that Undertale does a good job of respecting that era of music and allowing you to feel that way again. And yeah, I don't know. There's just something cool about that. Yeah. I, I will say um, uh, just uh, as a, as a quick comment, you know, in the genocide route, some of the best music is in that route only and that's uh when you fight undyne uh her her theme as uh undyne the undying is it fucking rips uh it oh gets, yeah it gets you pumped up but then you're just like oh fuck this and it's it's the first fight in the game uh and on the genocide route where it's like it's actually fucking hard like uh and like like you said amante like you're actually like having to deal with the, the consequences of your actions and then it's the second hard fight Hardest fight in the whole game, which is Sans fight, Megalovania. Uh, obviously, it's the one that people know the most. Um, even if you've never played Undertale, um, there's a good chance you've seen uh, a uh, like a Sans meme, and there's a good chance you've heard a little bit of that song in that meme. So that's that's how deep that song is so embedded. Uh, uh, like, there's a good chance you've heard that. Like, there's no way you haven't heard that like there's just, just no way at this point if you if you are part of internet culture there's just no way you haven't heard of of sans or like the, the i think it takes at least specifically like internet culture with a uh with an importance on like video games or whatever yeah but yeah that that basically is it like after that you've probably either made a youtube video about how you are tired of everybody talking about uh undertale or you are a person who played Undertale and now enjoy Megalovania like everybody else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, kind of to segue uh, away from the music, um, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, kind of our overall like personal experiences with the game. You know, I want to talk about just like how, what sort of feelings you've kind of gotten ov- just overall and like how, how did, how has like um I how has it affected you overall and like how you look at games and just like um your your experience with this game as a whole? I know um for me the moment I finished playing the uh, the true pacifist route um I wanted to play it again right away. I just I wanted to play again. That's the thing. I did. I did. I I immediately played it the next day. I I, I held off because I was like you know what I'm not I'm not ready to do the genocide route. I don't want to do it. Right. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in, I'm in it. Like I'm in the process. I'm still on undying. She's still kicking my ass. Um, that, 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 like no joke. That fight is fucking hard. Like, like for me anyways, it's, it's like, cause you gotta like, get that worn notebook dog, the worn did, notebook, whatever. What's the clothing, the clothing item. I don't remember. Um, I, never I can't remember it. it, but it makes you invincible longer, but yeah, that, you gotta that get fight, those. if you're, if you're a weak boy like me, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'd use both. Um, I like I don't know it's like all I thought about for like weeks. Yeah, I know. I'm still in it, dude. I'm fucking in it. That's the reason why we're sitting here talking. Exactly. It's because I talked I talked about Undertale so much that you were like, "All right, well, I guess we'll just fucking record a podcast about it." Um 
I figured yeah. now, you know, strike while the iron's hot, you know. But but I you know, that's the that's the kind of game that it is. Like you know, just 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 personally like I came away from it just feeling like so good and just like like fuck yeah, like this game is so fucking good. Everyone needs to play Undertale like right away. Like why why isn't everyone playing this goddamn game? Like why like if you haven't played it, why why not? Like why not? It's out there. You can just play it right now. Oh, just so good and just like I don't know. Like especially after like doing the true pacifist ending, I was just like, man, I just feel good. And that's why like it took me so long to just even come back to it to do a genocide route because uh, Oh, well what I was saying whenever I played it, I I played it through neutral and then the very next day uh-huh. after I after I beat the neutral route, I I started playing the Oh, I immediately pacifist. went yeah, same, same. I went right right into it. No, I think here's the thing. I beat I beat the neutral route and then I immediately like I kept playing uh the the true pacifist route. And then I, yeah, I basically just played that um through to the end because uh you know, like you said, the game respects your time and you can get through the true pacifist route rather pretty quickly. Um but then yeah, like I don't know, man. Like it's I I like basically changed all my work icons like at work to like characters from Undertale. <laughs> like uh, um my my icon on Twitter is still Heats Flames Man. Uh hell yeah. And like that's like that's my icon on Discord and stuff. It's just like, yeah, man. It I it I hadn't become obsessed with a game like that in in a while. I don't think like even, yeah. Like I spent and granted over the summer I spent a lot of time on Hollow Knight, and I think Hollow Knight is a fucking fantastic game for for many different reasons from Undertale. But no game this year, uh, barring Celeste, uh, affected me. Uh, the way that uh the Undertale has and like to this day, you know, it's still like, I, I know I'm gonna play it. Like, there's like I'm gonna at least play it at least once a year. Like, that's just like, hands down. Like, it's it's a game that has uh entered in in my in my like uh, games that I'll I'll play just like ad nauseum, like just over and over. Like, it's just it's it's fucking phenomenal. I can't like. Just like I said, my, it'll, my it'll never, it'll never taste as good as it did the first time. Yeah, and I know that. That's why. <laughs> that's why. I, and, and and that's fine. That's fine. I'm okay with that because I, I I know that regardless, it's like personally, like that, just like experience, like yeah. Eventually, it'll start making fun of you for doing it. Yeah. I, no. I, have you have you ever watched? Like, yeah, I watched. I've watched the the compilations where it's like it, <laughs> Flowey would be like, "Don't you have anything better to do?" But it's like. Yeah, nah. but it's no, nah, like, I don't. <laughs> but it's just like that's the that's the thing though. It's like that's fine because like maybe I maybe I want to spend my time playing this just really good game. Like it's not like I'm gonna do it like once every month or something like that. It's just like sure. you know, I think that's what it will help me personally is like playing it and then going away for you know a year and then coming back to it. I think for for me sure. anyways. But what about I guess what about you? Like I know you're like still deep in the rabbit hole. So for me personally, it, it's been a really long, like as an adult, like you don't, you don't get into stuff the same way that you did as a child anymore. Like you don't enter fandom the same way. And uh, a good example. So like the things that I'm really into as an adult are things that I was into as a child. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, they just they they lapsed over. 
So, like, Star Wars is a thing that I care a ton about. Like, I'm literally sitting in front of a bookshelf right now that just has, it's full of uh, Black Series Star Wars figures and, like, little trinkets that I've been gifted over the year in art. And I, you, you, you know how much I love Pokemon. Pokemon yeah. is, like, a huge part of my existence as Absolutely. well. And, um, uh, it's just, it, it, it's, ah, oh, God damn it. It's the first thing that's hit me in a long time where I finished the story of something and I wanted more and <laughs> that doesn't happen that often like i remember the first time i watched a new hope and i was like jesus christ i was at my dad's house and he was like hey i'm gonna show you this cool movie it's called star wars i was like all right cool yeah i know i know about that because it's it's the mid 90s or whatever and uh, i have some level of cultural awareness like i've seen a uh a picture of Darth Vader before, which is like one of the cool fucking things. I'm just going to go off on a, on a, on another tangent. One of the cool fucking things that happened to me is that I didn't know who Yoda was. I actually got, <laughs> yeah. I got to, I got to go through star Wars pure as fucking gold because whenever you watch empire strikes back and this like unassuming guy is leading Luke through this forest or whatever you, they, they lead you to believe that like Luke, you think Yoda is a, uh, a warrior and somebody who's tall and yeah anyway I'm, I'm not gonna get too deep into that but that was a cool thing and that's like that's a that's a part of this pie of of getting into something and getting to explore the the lore of that universe or whatever yeah and as a as a kid you've got all the fucking time in the world to get into that shit because you don't have any fucking responsibilities. So you get to spend, you know, 700 hours parked on grandma's couch playing Pokemon. Cause that's what I fucking did. And I, and by the end of that 600 hours, you bet your tender ass. I knew everything there was to know about Pokemon and the same thing with star Wars. And, uh, you just don't get the chance to enjoy things like you used to as a kid. And, uh, Undertale is the first thing that I've played in a long time where I got to just enjoy a story and, and want to know more about it. And thank God that Deltarune came out after this. I don't want to like get into that just yet, but thank God Deltarune came out and that there's, there's something else to explore in this universe, whatever that the story isn't over. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, to speak to Undertale uh, and how it like affected me in turn in more of like a analytical sense, uh, I, I spoke a lot about Mega Man X earlier, and Mega Man X to me is the perfect example of what an action game should be—an action platformer. It is the quintessential action platformer. They walk you through every single part of the game. Without a tutorial, mm -hmm. without a, uh, without holding your hand too much, but they do put you in a in a bit of danger, which is what an action game should like. It should be a 
a moderate ex, uh, escalation of, of danger and fear and you having to like push the boundaries of that in order to, you know, make that long jump or, you know, shoot that enemy before it shoots you back or whatever. And I feel the way about Mega Man X, uh, the way I do about Undertale. Undertale is the quintessential RPG. It is a role-playing game. There is a living, breathing universe that you play a personal role in, and whenever you do something in it, you actually affect it. And it fucking changes your experience of the game. Mm -hmm. My experience is different from my friend's experience. My experience is different from your experience. Like, my experience with the game is different than other people's experiences. And it's, it's only slightly, it's only ever so slightly because, you know, it's based on who lives, who dies, who you talked to, but at certain points in the game or whatever. And that's the way it should be because at the end of the day, you still want to like, you, you want to have those moments where you're like, and then we both did that. And yeah. that yeah. And want that similarity or whatever, but your 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 path through the game can be completely different from somebody else's and that shit is fucking incredible and vastly underrated oh no i think i think it's it's fucking great i love that um you know like like you said like how our experiences are they're just going to be a different you know like the game that i played is not the game that you played uh, I, I I agree. Like much much like a uh, kind of Breath of the Wild did, you know, in a, in a different way, in a, kind of an open world kind of game sort of way. You know, what I did in that game was vastly different from what you did in that game. You know, so um, that that kind of mechanic I think is starting to show up a little bit more in games. But uh, I, you know, oh, <laughs> Nelma says hi. Hello. Um, again. <laughs> So there's just I don't know, man. I I've, I'm kind of losing my train of thought, but like, it's I don't know. Just that that whole aspect of it, like, can really just really personalize the the overall experience that you that you have with the game. So if for whatever reason you haven't played it, you know, just know that you know you're you're in for your own sort of little personal experience. Um, uh, but kind of much like the story. I want to dive a little bit into, uh, I guess, uh, the overall theory of of the Undertale universe a little bit, um, just because, like, much as uh, the story is, uh, you know, full of uh, complications and there's 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 complex factors, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of like blink and you'll miss it type type stuff, uh, and to where like I've had to watch like various different videos online where it's just like oh shit like i i totally missed that and it's just like out of that have sprung so many just theories and interpretations of like what undertale is and what certain factors mean like um there's the whole uh thing with gaster and just like that's just like one thing that like i don't even know where to begin with 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 that so i mean i know you we were talking a little bit about about gaster earlier before i think before we started recording uh so i mean amante just like i guess i know you said you've you've done a pretty deep dive 
in into a lot of theory and stuff rec- more recently than maybe I have. So if you want to kind of touch on on that a bit. Oh, my my obsession with uh with Undertale uh like subtext and lore is all about gaster and i uh, there's there's a bunch of videos like i i, I feel bad because i can't cite any of them uh under labs is uh one uh youtuber that i followed a lot who had uh, a lot of interesting things today there's also i think there's a a guy named like two thumbs up or something like that uh i do i do want i kind of want to credit them because i i point being that none of what i i'm saying here is uh not been informed by somebody else sure, uh, sure. i don't, I don't want to claim any ideas to be my own or whatever um uh if i if if i have an original thought or whatever uh i will and that was that was something that was really cool like while i was playing the game i was kind of texting you about my my thoughts or whatever and some of them were correct and some of them worked about what was going I, on i honestly i love that like so at this point, I already played the game, and, uh, and it was just like I love the fact that you you reached out to me and were just like, dude. Oh yeah, no, I, I knew San- I knew I fucking knew that Sans knew everything. Like I knew based on how he would talk whenever you were playing through the second playthrough of the yeah. game, I knew that Sans knew who I was and experienced the the reset in some way like he could remember between resets i was so fucking on that shit and to be in that like that wasn't informed with any by anything because like i said i've avoided everything as like as much as possible i've avoided everything about undertale like the fucking plague because i knew i was going to get into it there are other games that i haven't talked about on the internet that i haven't beaten because i don't want anybody to 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 know that i haven't played through them yet for sure uh this is actually uh uh to to speak on that a little bit this is also maybe the jumping off point for like some kind of content creation thing i'm going to do in the future but i don't want to put it out there too much in case i don't end up doing it but uh, it is an idea that i have but uh no so yeah like the sands it is yeah I, I was i was on that i loved talking to you about like my thoughts about the game as i was going through it yeah. but like i just went on like a fucking deep dive into youtube afterwards and that shit's like just swimming in like the fucking ocean um and i found out about like all the gaster stuff i love uh that even in the uh the age where cheat codes and stuff like that they don't fucking exist anymore because People just, you know, crack into code if they need to, like, you know, put something in a game where they need it or whatever. Like, it's it's not like cheat codes aren't a thing. Uh, data mining is now like the thing that you do to a game whenever you want to tear it apart or whatever. And the game has stuff like that in it for those who want to explore. Like the thing that people think Gaster is might not even be gaster there's uh, to explain this people who might have not have have gone into this or whatever there's a bunch of rooms in the game that don't have entrances or exits that can only be found in the game's code so they're like you know room underscore one one underscore you know whatever and you can put yourself in those rooms via uh via hacking like so you just say i want to spawn in this room whenever i start my save file and 
there is a room where like this weird fucking long faced slender man looking ass motherfucker is just stands there and like whenever you talk to him there's like some like weird muffle like <laughs> like type sound effect that plays and that and then he disappears and then you can't leave the room and you just have to turn off the game and like the fact that this game has like all of these like hidden references to 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 this character that doesn't actually exist anywhere in the game and that maybe that character also doesn't exist at all or that that character the slender man guy isn't him at all like uh, it's just fucking crazy uh the thing that i liked the most is that there is some line of text that um implies that gaster created uh the ability to reset or like the ability to travel through time yeah and uh the experiment that he had performed was on sands but he fucked himself in the process and now like gaster lives in all time and all space all at the same time or something like that so and they're like these are there's these like little moments where it's like the fucking flash and he's trying to reach through time and space to like send you some kind of fucking message or something like that but you don't know about it and you have you have to glitch into certain parts of the game to even figure or reach him anyway so it's like you're already like there it's like another layer of fucking meta bullshit that you can get into if you want to i don't know man that that shit's dope yeah dude i don't know like so i'm on the i'm on the undertale wiki and I just, I typed, like, I don't know, that's a huge, just really good resource <laughs> to, like, if, oh, if you want to do, if you want to do a, just a huge deep dive in into lore like that, that'll just uh, be, especially with uh, WD uh, Gaster, like, that's just, like, you could say that I have fallen down that hole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um... One th- one theory that I've seen online that has obviously I'm pretty positive has been disproven. Um, so there's this channel uh called the Game Theorist, and uh I I've watched plenty of their their episodes. They they do some uh uh weird theories that are sometimes that I'm just like okay that's come on now. But there was one theory that they had and uh the fandom has uh, been less than kind to them about it, but it, it was, uh, their theory was that uh, Sans was Nez from, from uh, Earthbound. What? Um, I, it, I don't know anything about this. Yeah. So if you, and they have since like kind of taken the statement back, they've done a couple theory episodes on, on, uh, on Undertale and, and, and they're all right. They're fine. Like if you're like really hankering some more like theory perspective, like, the videos are fine. It's just that specific video was just like, I don't know about that one, bud. Like of of all of all of all like theories to have about a game, it's just like, I don't I don't I don't think that one's gonna cut it. But I mean, I guess they're the in there. What's the crux of the theory? Well, like, what is the theory? Well, that that Sans is is Ness dressed up as Sans because of like the way that he's dressed and like, uh, like just like. Does he actually look like a skeleton man because he has like pupils and stuff, or is it just like is it Ness dressed up as like? A that's it. I mean, essentially, like that's like the like obviously he does a huge. There's no like 
there's no informed reason like well a lot of this is a lot of it's it really is just like based off of like theory and like their thoughts and like and i mean they they like no that's what i'm saying like what are the connecting points does like sans like use psi energy or something like that are they are they there's those like gaster blasters and stuff that he's he's using and stuff and so it's like but like, I, I, like essentially, like what has got to do anything? Here, if anything, here's, here's, the, here's the thing: is like the theory has been since like kind of refuted, and it's not really like a thing that he's used in since his other videos or whatever. You know what I mean? But I mean, I don't know. I, I just thought that one was kind of kind of funny. Uh, I, wanted, I just wanted to know what is what is what his platform was to have. Concocted well, I guess in, his his defense is that you know Toby Fox is a huge like Earthbound sure. yeah, like, yeah. fan. That's, so. that's, some, that's some outside knowledge or yeah. whatever applied. So yeah, I get that. Yeah. So um, man, do you know what I kind of wish I could have found in in um Undertale? I I, I don't want to I don't want to say it in case like I'm just like well no I'll I'll just say it like but I might be completely wrong. But like, I wish they would have put the fucking Franklin badge somewhere in in Undertale as owed to uh, Earthbound. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Franklin badge is the thing that's been in all of the um, all of the mother games, and it's the thing that always protects you against like the final boss's attack or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it's that it's that cool little it's that emblem that has like the earth and the lightning bolt on it. Have you ever seen that emblem or whatever? Yeah, I've uh, I've seen it in, in Earthbound specifically in in that game. Oh, I, I I guess I didn't know that you had played it. I don't I don't know why I didn't fucking assume you'd played Earthbound. I guess. Uh, well, I uh, so I haven't beat it yet um, mm. because it's like there are things about the game where it's like very much a '90s RPG. It's difficult. Type, type. You're it's not. You it's not. It's not difficult. It's more like. Brandon, the, did you get beat up by the street punk? No, no. It's did like the, it's the mechan- It's the mechanics. Some of the mechanics of the game haven't aged super, super well in in terms sure. of in terms of Earthbound. In terms of like uh, more more like the like the systems and stuff stuff like that. Sure. So uh, like I like item management and things of things of that nature. I okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, I mean, yeah, th- I think that would be cool. I wouldn't be surprised, like, if, if somehow, like, Toby Fox, like, were to sneak some stuff in, in, in some Earthbound, like, nods. I, I mean, I mean, the whole game itself is, like, an Earthbound nod, yeah. Yeah, in, in that sense, so, uh, especially in the, in the model of the main character, like, you could probably put their face and, and Nessa's face, like, up, and they're pretty, like, similar to one another. Um. So, uh, but yeah, there are just a ton, ton of th- uh, fan theories. Um, I want to touch just very, very ever so briefly on uh, the mimetic content uh, that this game has produced. Um, like you said, mimetic. You could just say me, man. Yeah, hey, it's fine. It's the same thing, you know. It's all. I, I know. Uh, I'm giving you a hard time. I know. Um, so like. Like like I was saying earlier, like same with with like Sans and Megalovania, like that's the two like things that come to mind. Like seriously, like all you would have to do is is go to like knowyourmeme.com, just put Sans and then like there's just like a huge rabbit hole of just meme content. So like 
when the game came out initially in, in, in 2015, there was a bunch of meme content then. But when it got ported to Switch in 2018, it was just like, for some reason, I felt like I was in 2015 again because it all just like suddenly came fucking back. And then it was just like, I specifically remember these videos where it's like, it would be people, like, I remember this, fan, it was like this family guy one where it's like, he opened, <laughs> like, it, it's like, this is about to be so terrible. Whatever it, you say, uh, no, whatever listen, you say listen, after listen, this family guy all right, thing. All right, listen, listen, listen. It is awful, but it makes me laugh so fucking much. So <laughs> it's it's this Family Guy clip of uh, instead of uh, of uh, Brian oh. the dog or whatever, like supposed to come in and da- do like that that peanut butter jelly time dance or whatever. It it, it sands, <laughs> and then it's like Peter starts laughing, and then. Uh, there's like a audio clip of him saying it's sans. Uh, and then like, there's been like multiple like versions of that with different like people. Like I know there's one with the angry, uh, video game nerd or whatever, uh, where he like puts in a, uh, an NES game and then he like spits his drink out. And then he, cause he realizes that who he sees on the screen is sans and the, somebody like audio manipulated it to where it's it like, he's saying like, it's sans. It's like, he's like, Oh my God, it's sans. You pop this piece of crap in, and what do you get? Oh my god! It's Sam. And I don't know, just just dumb bullshit like that just like makes me laugh so fucking I'm, much. I'm gonna throw in a fucking hot take here. It's not a hot take. I'm sure there are plenty of people that feel that way. I'm just gonna randomly throw angry video game nerd <laughs> underneath the fucking bus. I don't fucking like that guy. God, I don't that, like that guy. That, that's 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 a fair. I know he he was he's, he's pretty. Our he's, friend Simon showed us so many fucking videos of that guy, and I promise you, I never laughed one time. He would just say an increasingly long string of profanities that essentially became either a poop, dick, or fart joke about a game and he just said it in a really angry way and none of his jokes were funny that I, guy is trash i will say i will say he he fairly recently in the past couple of years did a uh a video on earthbound that's actually like really good um so like that would be my, I, that, I, that, I have heard that he chilled out on the gimmick yes, a little bit yes very but much like so. i you burned me man you burned me in like you burned me in 20, 20 like 2005 or yeah. six or something. Yeah. yeah, man. Like I was trying to think about how long ago it's been. So I was going to say 2010, but it's like no, even he's been that. he's been yeah. going at it for a long time. No, I, I, we're, we all still lived at home yeah. whenever we were watching those videos or whatever. So, yeah, yeah anyway. I was still in high school oh, at that point. Fuck that guy. Um, but yeah, that's but I mean. Uh, that aside, it's all it's all fucking dumb. All these memes and stuff. It just it it makes like I don't know. I f- I find that the usually it's usually the dumbest bullshit stuff that makes me laugh the most. So um, have people just like gone deep on spaghetti yet? Is spaghetti just synonymous with with Undertale at this point? I think so. Yes, yeah. Sp- but spaghetti has probably popped up, and uh, uh I mean I I know papyrus has has been a part of like it's it's. It's Sans. Sans takes the cake, but I think Papyrus has been mixed in there as as well. Uh, Papyrus is the meme machine. Yeah, I don't like people. People 
overhype sans on the meme on the meme aspect don't like don't get me started about this game being right <laughs> I, I literally like just uh, we're gonna give like your four listeners a a, a a little tale here real quick within the undertale breakdown there is somebody that said this game was overrated and just okay and like so i'm gonna preface this by saying Obviously, art and games and any kind of media is subjective, and I fucking get that. Um, the individual who felt this way about this is like of like literally like the market demographic to enjoy this type of game for sure. And he's a full-grown adult, so like a game that is an RPG that pays homage to all the old RPGs that he and I and like anybody in our you know age group is played and to have that game be like eight hours long but somehow cram like fucking like 90 billion hours of lore into and like to just have this like super romantic rpg story and to just call it like overrated like you're like no part of me ever believed that that isn't anything other than just a jaded as fuck opinion <laughs> like please get over your this is a fucking psa to anybody i'm popping off now it's promo time motherfucker if you think this game is overrated and you have played final fantasy 6 or you know final fantasy 3 on the super nintendo or earthbound or legend of zelda or any of those fucking games, and you played through Undertale more than once to completion, up and through to the true passive story, and you're just like, eh, it was okay. Fucking go out and smell the fucking roses, man. Like, go out and enjoy something because your heart has been shattered by like the weight of the world. Like, something is broken in you if you can't fucking enjoy the simple pleasures that Undertale brings to the fucking table. That game is a fucking treat, and if you can't enjoy it and you enjoy those other things, you are broken. There is nothing. Undertale did nothing wrong. So You are broken. So, I mean, like, to kind of go uh, in line, like, with this thinking, you know, like, when this game came out in 2015, like, critics, like, absolutely... Like they they love this game. Like it's it's critically oh, I knew. it's critically, yeah I heard all about yeah, it. Yeah, like like it it was uh, it topped a lot of people's uh, game of the year lists. Um, and so like people like you are is, not you are is, not alone. In, in it is in, retroactively in 2018 my best game of 2015 or well I guess it's 2019. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. In in 2000. Well, okay. So I beat it the first time in 2018. Yeah. So. In 2018, it was retroactively my best game of 2015. Yeah. No, for sure. And it's just like, um, yeah, like most people, it's too, it got to the point, it was, it, like people were saying it's so fucking good that even Toby Fox and, uh, came out and he, he, and he, he rightfully predicted, he was like, you know, do not be surprised if, because a lot of people saying this game is so good that there will be people coming out of the woodworks saying that. This game is overhyped. It's shitty. He's like, oh yeah, like, yeah. But he, and, I mean, he basically because that's was, the internet all over. Like yeah. that's like once people like something, somebody's got to fucking fly in and give that hot take that nobody asked for. Of 
yeah. Oh, that was the other thing. He, he, he somebody. I was just talking about how much I enjoyed it, and somebody else was like, "Hey, I'm going to play that game." And then this cat comes in to say it's overrated. Nobody fucking asked you. Anyway, sorry. No, that's okay. It's just like, it's it's just like that's that was just like, I mean, like I said, Toby Fox just rightfully predicted that like people were oh, just yeah. gonna be like. Oh hey, you enjoy this thing, you know? Why don't we just shit on it because you enjoy this thing? Um, sure. But yeah, I mean, you know, critics love this game. I, I was checking the meta, the meta score on it. It's it's up in the nineties, like, and and for good reason too, because it's just a fucking phenomenal game. Um, I mean, so much so that like, you know, three years on, like three four years on at this point, like the fandom like of this game is still like incredibly huge, like. Um, yeah, they got another one. They got another one years later in me. Yeah, no, like, same, I mean, same, you know, like, this is a And game... then I gave it to 11 other people and bought it again for myself. Okay, uh, so before I uh, close out the show, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about Deltarune, uh, which recently came out on October uh, 31st. Uh, I guess it's the first chapter of the uh, whole game. Uh, I, the way that I would describe it, it, it is like Undertale, except that this... Except I, my fucking OTP of Undine, Undyne, and Alphys are not in love in that version, so it's the worst possible reality that could be existing... It, it's Delta, like, Delta, Delta Rune is Undertale Dark Side because love is dead. <laughs> because if Undine and Alphys don't end up together, what the fuck is life about, well, man? It's 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 essentially basically like, uh, from what I can tell, and based just off the first chapter alone, because the full game is still not out, and who knows when the full game's gonna come out? Um, it's still in development, but uh, basically the game was being developed alongside of of undertale but the the basic premise is that it's a side universe it's like a whole yeah, different yeah. alternate take on on uh i guess the undertale story if you will but it's like just everything's completely different and um if you especially if you've played undertale, undertale but somehow i've missed delta ruin i would encourage you to uh to go check it out um it I, it's only like maybe three four hours long um so far um uh, granted it's only the first chapter uh i toby fox has said as much that you know essentially there is only gonna be one ending um and that uh basically based on like how the game starts out uh it starts out like you choose uh like a name and like one good thing that you like about your character like the shape of your character and then it's just like Oh, you you silly person! Don't you know that choice does your choice doesn't matter? And then it starts you off as this. You go ahead and start out this character named Chris, and it just like all the work that you put in to name the character. It's like it just doesn't matter. So, uh, my theory is that it's just gonna play on this uh this whole trope of like the choices that you make don't actually matter. And the game, oh yeah, no. The that... game, the game is gonna do what it's gonna do, regardless of what you do, which is crazy because it's like this whole, basically this antithesis of of Undertale, which is like your your There's... choices here do matter. 
matter in that game. There's so much of that cooked into that story already that you can tell. Yeah. Like there's obvi- like the the obvious bit that like Deltarune is like a uh, a rearrangement of the word Undertale and like the logo itself is in like this like sharper but lower resolution version of the the name Undertale and then like Susie like within like the first like 15 minutes of you like encountering that character which is one of your characters that you travel through the game with Mm -hmm. she like she tells you to like shut up and like like why why are you worried about this your choices in life don't matter like she tells you that there's no way that that's not like the overarching theme of like the entire game like i'm pretty sure they're just they're cooking it right in the fucking pot and like served it to you nice and yeah like that's what they that's what they wanted you to take away from that yeah so i mean you know if especially since if you just get done playing undertale if you haven't yet i mean i would i would encourage you I would definitely encourage you to play Undertale first and then check out Deltarune. Uh, that would be my my recommendation. But I mean, if you dude, if you listened this long and you hadn't finished or started Undertale, you ruined so much about your <laughs> fucking life, dude. You fucked yourself up. What did you do? <laughs> I Go <don't>, like <laughs> re- find the reset button in real life. Go. Don't stop until you find it. Press the shit out of that and reset the day that you thought you were going to listen to this podcast, the four of you are listening to it, and play it again. Don't listen to the podcast this time, though. Like, write a note to yourself to don't listen to this podcast. Brandon will be sad because that's one less person that listened to his podcast. But you will get the joy of playing Undertale somehow unruined. Because if you listen to it and you're listening now, you played yourself. Yeah, because it's, I mean, show's full of spoilers and stuff. And, I mean, we told you at the beginning. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but I'm, I'm going to consider those your, your closing remarks as, as just basically sure. just, just play. Um, just play Undertale. And if, you played it, and if you played it, play it again. Do do that. Just, just right now, just go do it. Um, but so uh, at the end of each episode, uh, I like to plug uh, just the 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 Twitter for the uh, the podcast. It's just at at New Nintendo Cast. Please follow it if you haven't. Um, as as well as my own personal Twitter is just at Mutant Standard. Um, Monte, where can people find you? And uh, do you have anything to plug? Uh, so not at the moment, I don't have anything to plug. Uh, there's like a couple of projects that I'm like considering starting. Like I, I think I said at some point, uh, I want to do a podcast uh, or not a podcast, a, a, a YouTube series, uh, breaking down like my playthroughs through games that I should have beaten like years ago. Um, there there are like a select few that i've kind of earmarked as like my first couple of ventures um uh should i go through with that project uh but yeah basically undertale started that uh me wanting to go back and actually do the things that i wanted to do which uh if you want some real closing remarks uh undertale makes me feel like i should do the things that i 
thought I wanted to do. It, 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 like the story of how it is made from a person who didn't know anything about making a video game to uh, finishing a video game and that video game being like universally well received. I don't ever think that I could create something that is so beloved as this, but I want to try. So if I don't end up doing that in the world of video games, which I am absolutely going to like take a take a loose swing at, uh, I would like to do it in some content in the future, whether that be YouTube or design or something, because that's my my day job. I'm a graphic designer. Um, to uh, uh, link to you, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, and Instagram, uh, both under the name Oni underscore Spumoni. So that's O-N-I underscore S-P-U-M-O-N-I. Um, and yeah, that's me. Cool. Well, Amante, thank you so much for uh, being on this episode of uh, New Nintendo Podcast XL. You know, I really do appreciate you. I, I texted him uh, today basically just saying, hey, do you want to just go ahead and record this episode? And he was like, absolutely he was right on board so um thank you for coming on the show hopefully we'll have you again soon to talk about some uh, some more games let's do that all right and until then uh my name again is brandon smith and uh thanks for listening bye bye
So if you're still around, this is the post credits. Don't you have something better to do with your time than continuing to listen to this podcast? Maybe you should hit the reset button and listen to it again. Or don't. And go out and do something else. Bye!